believe. This is our 10th believe ever. We started believe 10 years ago, mainly because I love Christmas so much that I just believe you just can't celebrate Christmas enough. For those of y'all who don't know me, my name is Julie Richard, and I'm married to Mac, and he is typically the one who gets up here and teach. But when it comes to kicking off the Christmas season, I, he lets me, Kick off the Christmas season with believe because we love everything Christmas around here. We celebrate big because we believe, everybody say believe. believe. We believe that celebrating the birth of Jesus is a big deal. That God sent Jesus to be born on this earth as a light to guide us and the light to save us. And that is definitely worth celebrating. And so what we do every year is we kick off our Christmas season with believe. We gather together, we sing, we have fun, and then we take a moment to make sure that we have in the front of our minds, in the center of our hearts, the real reason for the season. And that is to celebrate the birth of I know my LHC kids are in here, so I'm gonna ask one more time. Christmas is all about celebrating the birth of? Excellent job, guys. You are working hard, and I can feel that you've got it in the front of your mind and the center of your heart, the reason for this season. We have had believe 10 times. It's our 10th one. I can't believe it. Oh, see what I did there? I can't believe it. Believe means to accept as real and true. And I'm here to tell you that we believe, we accept as real and true the stories that we read from Scripture, from Matthew, from Luke, the details about the birth of Jesus. We believe that to be true. The light of salvation has come for us. But you know what? This is the first time we've ever had believe Thanksgiving weekend. And I know many of you love to celebrate Thanksgiving. I love to celebrate Thanksgiving too. I'm so thankful that Christmas is coming. That is what I celebrate and thankful. But, but you know what? When I think of Thanksgiving, I think of friends, family, and food. Does anybody else think of food when it comes to Thanksgiving? It's our favorite time of year because we eat so much, right? And, and you're supposed to. It's not like you can, but you are supposed to eat so much that you are so full. Raise your hand if you ate turkey. Did anybody in here have turkey? Oh, wow. I'm going to say that is a large majority. What about this one? Did anybody in here eat stuffing? or dressing. I don't know the difference. I just know you put gravy on it and it's mushy and it tastes good. And so how about mashed potatoes? Anybody? Yep. Traditional foods. We love it. Whoa, I know. What about sweet potatoes? Yeah, that, that's not everybody. But you know what? If you put marshmallows on it, it's like a snack. It's basically pie. I love it. And of course, the cranberries. We all eat. And here's the thing about Thanksgiving. Inevitably, we will get to the end of the day. And I don't know if you're like us. We eat a little early and then we have leftovers, whether you're hungry or not. And so we eat again. And then everyone says, oh, I'm so full. Say that with me. I'm so full. I'm so full. Thanksgiving is the time to be full. But here's what I want for you for Christmas. My prayer for you, my hope for you is that you stay full all through the holidays. 
that you are full all through the holidays, not the kind of full that you're thinking. My prayer, my wish, my hope for you is that you are full all through the holidays and even past the holidays, because here's the deal. Jesus is the light of salvation. God sent Jesus to save us. And when we walk in that light, when we step into that light, we live with peace, with hope, and with joy. And when I am full of peace, I say that I am peace. When I am full of hope, I say that I am hope. And when I am full of joy, I say that I am joy. So my prayer for you is that no matter where you are today, that as we speak of the Christmas story and as you remember and you are reminded to keep Jesus in the front of your mind, in the center of your heart, that you remain peaceful, hopeful, and joyful throughout this season. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm so full. I'm so full. It's not the kind of fool you're thinking. I'm peaceful, I'm hopeful, and I am joyful. Because we're going to talk today about remembering how we can keep that story, how we can keep Jesus in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the crazies, the front of our mind and the center of our heart. I love all of God's word, but I am giddy when I read the Christmas story. And here's why. I love Christmas, and I've studied the Christmas story my whole life. I'm 50 now. I've read it probably 40,000 times. Not really. Well, maybe. I love it that much. I, lo- I read it in July. I read it in March. If you're having a low day, read the Christmas story. It will make you feel better. But here's the deal. Every single time I read it, I see something new. Every single time. And that's my prayer for you. If you've read the Christmas story a million times, my prayer is that you never become so familiar that you forget the miracle of Christmas. Maybe you're at a point where you're like, Christmas really isn't magical for me anymore. But here's the deal. It is a miracle for everyone. So every time you read it, we are reminded of the miracle of Jesus. And we find most of the details of the Christmas story in the New Testament, in the book of Matthew and in the book of Luke. And I love how they line up and they tell different perspectives, but we come to the same conclusion, the birth of the Savior, the birth of Jesus. But when you read in Luke, you'll see that there are actually two miraculous pregnancies, two miracle births. Because yes, in Matthew, we read that Jesus, um, that the angel came to Joseph and told him, Mary's going to have a baby and it will be the son of God and you are to name him. And then the angel Gabriel also goes to Mary and tells her, Mary, you're going to have a baby. It's going to be the Son of God, the Savior, the Messiah, and you are to name him We are familiar with that part of the story, but if you read, you'll see that there was another miraculous pregnancy, and that's what we're going to talk about today. There was a miracle because there was a woman, remember, Mary wasn't married yet. She was young and not married. She was very young, but this woman that we read about was actually so old, and so she never expected to have children. It's a great reminder. There's no such thing as too young or too old to be part of what God is doing, but this woman, she was old, and her husband was a priest. His name was Zechariah. Everybody say Zechariah. Oh, my LHC kids are with me. I love it. So Zechariah was a priest, and an angel appeared to him and said, Zechariah, Elizabeth is going to have a baby. Zechariah was surprised. He said, Elizabeth is old. She's never had a baby. She can't have babies. We know that. And the angel said, no, 
It's a miracle. Elizabeth is going to have a baby. And then the angel said, you are to name him John. So Zechariah listened, and he went back home, and he, he stayed with Elizabeth. And, and the, it was true. Elizabeth did get pregnant. And as a matter of fact, while she was pregnant, Mary, who had just been told she was going to have a baby, and Mary was going to have the baby and name him Right after the angel told her she went to visit Elizabeth, she spent months with Elizabeth, and then she went back home. But the Bible says that then Zechariah and Elizabeth, even though they were very old and had never had children before, Elizabeth had a baby, just as the angel had said. And Elizabeth and John, then John named the, uh, not John, Zechariah named the baby John, just as the angel told him to. It was a miracle, something only God can do. And Zechariah was so excited and so thrilled, not just because they had a baby, although that was so exciting on its own. He was thrilled because he knew. He knew that John had a job to do and that John was called out and that this pregnancy was special, this baby was special because his responsibility, his job was to tell the world the Savior is coming, to tell the world that God has sent the Messiah to save us. So when the baby's born, when he names him John, the Bible records all that he said. And I wanna read from Luke 1, 77 and 78. Remember, He's excited about John, and he knows that John has a job to do to prepare the world for Jesus. Because of God's tender mercy, and I want you to read the highlighted words with me. Because of God's tender mercy, his goodness, his kindness, his grace, the morning light. Uh-oh. We're going to try that again. I heard about 85% of you. Here we go. The morning from heaven is about to break upon us. He's saying Jesus is coming. The Messiah, the Savior, the Lord is about to break upon us to give Life. to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. Zechariah said the morning light is coming. The Savior, the Messiah, he is coming. He's saying Jesus is the light. And then he said he is coming to share the light, to bring the light, to remove the darkness. It was a miracle. They had waited forever, and now the time was coming. Jesus is the light, and Jesus gives the light. And that's why Zechariah was so excited. The Bible goes on to tell how Mary gave birth, and yes, we know that she gave birth in the town of Bethlehem, and there was no room in the inn, so she stayed in a stayed in a stable and gave birth to the baby and laid him in the manger. We know what happens next, but Zechariah, he knew. He knew what was about to happen, and he knew the light of salvation was coming. Now, I love lights. I believe that there's no such thing as too much or too soon when it comes to Christmas lights. I would keep our Christmas lights up year round if that would not make me weird to my neighbors. I would totally do it. And I also believe whenever you're decorating, I can, I say over and over, Mac will say, what do you think about the lights on the tree? And I always say, more lights more lights. And then he'll say, well, what, how does the mantle looking? How's the front door? And my answer is always, what do you think it is? More lights. more lights, more lights. 
more lights, more lights, because I believe that as we drive around, as we look at all the Christmas decorations, there's no such thing as too much. We are decorated from our front door to the back of the toilet, and I believe that is okay. And we decorate, I have garland and lights on our headboard, on our bed. There's no such thing as too much or too soon. But here's the deal. A light reminds us, every time we see the light, Jesus is the light. And not only is he the light and he uh, brings us light into our darkness, but he's also the light that guides us. I wanna read from John 1, 4 and 5. John 1 says, the word, and this is referring to Jesus because he was the embodiment of the word of God. So the word, meaning Jesus, Jesus gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought, his life brought to everyone the shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. The darkness can never extinguish it. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. When I think of darkness, it's not pleasant. It's actually cold and it is lonely and darkness is kind of creepy. Darkness is scary. Darkness is just not somewhere that I want to spend a lot of time. But when I think of light, I think of excitement, I think of joy, I think of hope, I think of peace. And Jesus says that I've come to be the light and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. So most of us, at some point in time, we have felt darkness. We've felt sadness, we've felt sorrow, we've felt chaos, we've felt misery, we've felt all of those things that we associate with darkness. But our gift at Christmas is that even when we feel that darkness, even when we see that darkness, that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God's design and desire is not for us to stay in that darkness, that we have the opportunity to step into the light and to be guided by the light. And so instead of chaos, we feel peace. Instead of dread, we feel hope. Instead of misery, we feel joy. And so I'm not saying I'm happy all the time. There are certainly seasons in my life where Christmas, even Christmas, I can feel the darkness creeping in. Maybe the loneliness, maybe the sadness. Maybe it's because it's the, a Christmas without a loved one. And I acknowledge that and I see that and I don't ignore that feeling. I, I see it, I name it, and then I go, but I don't want to stay there. God's design and desires that we walk into this holiday season in the light, that we see the light, that we follow the light, and that light becomes such a part of our lives that then the reflex, the reaction, is to shine the light and share the light. His desire for you is to be hopeful, peaceful, and joyful throughout the season and beyond. His desire is that no matter when you're feeling this way, you go, yes, I acknowledge the darkness, I know it is a part of life, but I just don't want that to drive my decisions, my attitudes, and then bleed over into everyone else. I will choose to step into the light. I will choose to be full of God's light. I will choose to be full. I'm so full, say it again, I'm full. I can do it this season. I can be full of light. I can step into the hope. I can step into the peace. I can step into the joy. And sometimes it takes a constant reminding. 
sometimes we have to bring it to the front of our mind and remember at the center of our heart and go, you know what? I'm feeling this way, but I know that I want to shine his light and I'm gonna step over here. I'm gonna give you a few things that you can do. We're gonna call it the Christmas Light Bright Challenge. The Christmas Light Bright Challenge because here's the deal. We know, research shows that if you do something 21 days in a row, it can become a habit. And we want to live here in the peace and the hope and the joy that Christmas brings. And we wanna keep Jesus in the front of our mind, in the center of our hearts. And we wanna be the light, we wanna shine the light. We want to add light to every conversation and every exchange this Christmas. So I'm gonna give you three things to do, the light bright challenge. We're all gonna take it together. So the first thing is we're gonna be mindful for a minute. Everybody say mindful. Mindfulness is simply being intentional and fully aware of your thoughts and feelings. Being intentional and fully aware. So here's what I'm gonna do. Every single morning, we as a family, you as an individual, you're gonna be mindful for one minute. Mindful for one minute. And some of you may need to start with 10 seconds and build up to a minute. I'm telling you, it's harder than it seems. So what you do is you say, okay, family, we're gonna set our timer, or I'm gonna set my timer for one minute. And all I'm gonna think about for this one minute, I'm gonna be mindful of the real reason for the season. I'm gonna make sure Jesus is at the front of my mind and the center of my heart. I'm gonna sit. I can't do this. I can't do it while I'm cooking breakfast. I can't do it while I'm doing something else. Doesn't count if you're in the car. Your mindfulness minute, one minute, guys, one minute out of your whole day. Breathe slowly and make sure Jesus is at the front of your mind and the center of your heart. Mindful for how long? One minute every single day. Be mindful for a minute. The research shows that if you can actually build that into your repertoire, that is amazing. You stretch it to five minutes and then 10 minutes, then you will literally increase self-control and self-regulation and decrease anxiety and depression. It's worth trying. They have done incredible research and it is worth trying. So be mindful for how long? One minute, if you're an overachiever, stretch it to five. Be mindful for a minute. And the next one, be thankful times three. Be thankful times three. So I'm mindful for a minute. I'm putting myself in this place. I'm reminding myself of the light, the front of my mind, the center of my heart. And then I'm gonna go, okay, three, th three things I'm thankful for, three things. I do this to Mac all the time. I will say to him, honey, what are three things you love about me? Do not hesitate and pause. Or repeat something you've already said. So go. I do it to him all the time. What an opportunity we have during the Christmas season with the Light Bright Challenge to start our day mindful for a minute and the three things I'm grateful for. Even more research says you will change your day by starting with gratitude. An attitude of gratitude sets your day on a positive track and you're remembering at the front of my mind, the center of my heart, Jesus, the reason for the season. Because if we're not careful, we'll creep over here into chaos and into the Christmas crazies, but it's not where we're supposed to stay. Acknowledge that you're there and move on over to the light. So be mindful for a minute. Be thankful times. Three, Three things that you're thankful for every day. Here's another research says. There is a difference between feeling gratitude and expressing gratitude. Feeling gratitude is great. Write it in your journal, that's amazing. That'll certainly put you on the upward trajectory. But if you really wanna take it to the next level, you then express the gratitude. So then, if you write in your journal or if you think my three things today are, hmm, my grandmother, my neighbor, and my teacher. You wanna take it to the next level? You let them know. Today I was thinking of three thankful things. You text them, you send them a note, guys, I don't know if you're aware, 
But those phones we have, you can call people. You can actually dial a number, someone says hello, and in real time, you talk to them back and forth. It's amazing. So next level, you express that gratitude. So be mindful for a? Be thankful times. And then be helpful to someone else. Be helpful to someone else. If you find yourself in a place of loneliness or maybe sadness or grief or they think, you know what, this is real. I'm not ignoring this feeling, but I really wanna be over here. The best thing you can do is to help someone else. Also, you will see what you seek. You will see what you seek. So here's the deal. You're mindful for a minute. You're thankful for three in the morning. Then you think, okay, all day, I will seek opportunities to help. I will look for opportunities to help. You're more likely to find them if you're looking for them. So be mindful for a minute. Be thankful times three. And then be helpful to someone else. I'm gonna encourage you, start in your home. Be helpful to someone in your home. Look for opportunities to be helpful to someone in your home. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your, light. let your what? Light. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You want a Christmas holiday that is full? You wanna be full throughout the year? hopeful, peaceful, joyful, then start your day. Be mindful for a minute. Be thankful times three and look for opportunities to be helpful to someone else. And then you'll come home at the end of the day. How was your day? I'm so what? I'm so, I'm peaceful, I'm hopeful, I'm joyful. Why? not because of what I did today, but because every time I did that, every time I helped someone, every time I was thankful, it reminded me to keep the front of my mind and the center of my heart that Jesus came on Christmas, that Jesus, the light of the salvation, was born on this earth. John 8, 12, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, these are his own words about himself. I am the of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. God's design, God's, God's desire is that you walk in the light, that you live the life you were created to live. Yes, sin separates us from God. And because of that separation, God sent Jesus the light of salvation so that we could receive the light and walk in the light. So Jesus is the light and gives the light. Then our job is to receive the light and shine the light. Opportunities are endless during the holidays. If you will open your eyes and look for people who need a little light and every conversation and every exchange that you have, the words coming off your tongue can be light to someone who's walking in darkness. What a gift we have that God has revealed this to us through his word and that he saved us through Jesus. Will you bow your heads with me? God, I thank you so much for this day, for this time, for the Christmas season. God, today is December 1st. We can start today 
walking in the light and shining the light to point people toward you. Remind us, help us to remember to keep in the front of our mind, in the center of our heart, Jesus, you are the light. Help us remember to be mindful, to be thankful, and to be helpful so that we feel your presence, feel your mercy, your goodness, and we can feel hopeful, peaceful, and joyful. God, we thank you so much for this season. We thank you for the opportunity at Believe to celebrate the most wonderful time of the year. What a gift you've given us, Jesus. We ask right now that you keep that in the front of our minds, in the center of our hearts. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen.